Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Weekly Dish on My Talk 1071. I'm Steph March. I'm Stephanie Hansen. And we are here to entertain you with all things food, fun, frenzied, and fabulous for holiday. Welcome back. Fantastic. I know we haven't seen you in a, in a bit. We were off last week for Easter. N- neither of us knew it. <laughs> this is what happens to like, there's company holidays, but because we're sort of random company employees, weekend randos, all of a sudden we'll get like, hey, you're not on the air this weekend. We're like, oh. Okay. Okay. I guess we're not talking Easter. You have a day off. Yeah. So we how was your Easter? Let's just start there. Let's start with Easter. My Easter was good. Did you cook? Yeah. I just, we did a really fast, random, you know, not a big deal Easter. We did like, uh, you know, we, every, on Sunday it was like, we decided to like gather whoever could, would gather. And we had, you know, like one baby in the mix. The other one stayed home, you know, with like a gurgly chest and. (laughs) And uh, we hit a little bit of eggs, you know, or we hit some chocolate around the house. Everyone got, the cats got presents. It was great. We did, um, I really kept it super low key. And in fact, I, there was a thing I didn't do because I was like, this is too much already. So like I did crab cakes. Yep. And then I did, um, I made like a BLT, I made like a wedge salad, but I Yum. made a bunch of like little mini wedges in this big buttermilk dressing that I made and bacon and, and cherry tomatoes. And then I made... That sounds fantastic. Deviled so eggs. Far. Yum. I think that was it. That sounds like uh, awesome. But like a lot of deviled eggs and a lot of crab cakes and a lot of salad. And then I was just like, you know, yeah, that's it. And then I didn't make ham and I regretted that. Like I, I did the opposite of what you did. Yeah, you went over. You went overboard. Well, we had, I knew I was having seven people. Yeah. And then like the day before it was 11. So I was like doing crab cakes, doing asparagus wrap prosciutto, I was doing an egg bake, but I was doing it without bread because I wanted something that wasn't so bready. And then I was going to do like a big salad. And then more people were coming. So I was like, okay. So I added a French toast bake. Sure. Because there were kids. Yep. And then 
when I was at the store, I was like staring at the ham, just like, oh, shoot, I better get the ham. So wow. then I got ham. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, with ham, you want cheesy potatoes. So I asked my sister to bring cheesy potatoes. I asked my other sister to bring fruit. And it was lovely. We had a really nice spread. Um, but it was a lot of food. Yeah. And a lot of variety of food. I do have a funny story. My sister tried to do the deviled eggs in the Instant Pot. Oh, yeah? <laughs> she forgot about, like, the natural release part. Five, five, and five, people. So she just, like, left the eggs in there and was doing something else and then came back and it was L four zero. So forty you're, minutes? Yes. In the of warming? natural release. Oh. So she peeled her eggs and they were brown. Yeah. But they she fed them to the dog. Like they were okay. Well, they're not bad. Yeah, they're just they it's were just, just a little visu- overdone. visually unappetizing. Yeah. So she had eighteen brown oh, eggs. Yeah, L five, five, and five. <laughs> yeah. Which is five minutes, you know, pressure, five minutes natural release. And then five minutes quick release. And you can do like as many eggs as you can fit in your pot. Yeah. Or as little. And a cup of water and that's it. Yep. That's all you need. Uh, yeah, so I did mine in the Instant Pot. They work so And good. I haven't done them in the Instant Pot in so long because I've just been doing stovetop. I've been doing smaller amounts, but yeah, I did 18 and it was just like, not only was it fast, but I did that in the morning and I put the Instant Pot away right away. And then I was just like free of dishes and everything else. It was yeah. great. So nice. Yeah. Um, speaking of the Instant Pot, we're kind of, I mean, I digress for one second. Okay. My new like favorite... I don't know what to cook food. Yeah. One cup of rice. Sure. One cup of water. A cup of kimchi. Oh. In the Instant Pot. In the Instant Pot. And it's like kimchi. Kimchi rice. Yeah. Yeah. And then like a fried egg on it or whatever protein we have left. Yeah. Or sometimes if I have a handful of vegetables, I'll, if they're frozen, I'll throw those in too. Throw those in there too. That's a great idea. Yeah. So just if you're looking for something quick. What is it? Just right five minutes, did you say? Or on, on high? Oh, I don't remember. Okay. Now let me, I'll look and okay. I'll come back and tell you what the exact is. But And have you been frying your egg into chili crisp? That's like what I do now. Like oh, put your chili crisp on so your pan, bad. the oil, and let it heat up and then crack your egg in the middle of it and it gets real good. It is good to have like a quick go-to meal. Yeah. And we were thinking about that when we were driving because we drove forever. You've we'll been talk driving. about that in the next break. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were talking about like just quick food. Like what did you eat when you were a kid? And yeah. <clears throat> we just like macaroni and cheese is quick, but there, there's a million other things that are quicker than box macaroni and cheese. Oh, God, yeah. And like that always in my mind seemed I like the quick thing. I think it's because it's quick. It's not even, see, that's the thing about mac and cheese for me is not that it's quick. It's just portable. Like, you know, like you can take it anywhere. You don't even need, yeah, the, and now you we don't have even the need the butter in the milk. No, you don't. In the end, the secret is, I mean, it's not as good, but like all you need is water and then you're good. So to me, it's almost like, it's like bomb shelter. Easy. Yeah, like totally. it's bomb shelter. It's not necessarily fast, and and still good. Yeah, still I good. mean, there's something super nostalgic about Kraft macaroni and cheese when you eat it. For us, for sure, not for everyone, because not everyone did. But you know, I mean, like you know, I think about my mom who was like, "Yeah, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not gonna eat that." Um, right. We did last Friday, which had been Good Friday, a whole segment that I did on the Jason Show that was an entire hour about food. One of the half hours was uh, talking about soup, and I went to Yi of Ang Slurp before <clears throat> it changed concepts, and it's now what's the name of the new one? Me Mika Mika, which is comfort food. But he talked specifically about Kraft macaroni and cheese, like as a monk kid, yeah, and just like that being like the after school snack, yeah. And we both just like got real nostalgic, kind of about those after school like fourth meal foods, yeah. And it it was kind of fun. Um, should we just take a second to shout out Sean Sherman? Sure. 
I don't know that this has ever happened before in the history of like Minnesota chefdom. And well, no, Sean I mean, Sherman was uh, nominated really or chef, recognized. It's not really a chef thing, but it is. And and he's like, an not, advocate. Yeah, you're not getting it for being like a chef for your lentils. Yeah. You know what I mean? But he is uh, nominated as Times 100 list of world's most influential people for 2023 as an advocate. Yeah, doesn't even say chef actually in the title. Oh, doesn't it? It says advocate for indigenous food ways. <clears throat> yeah, because he's doing more than just cooking. He's just you know, he's um, yeah, he's uh, he out, he's up there with Beyonce. And uh, <laughs> I mean, it's so crazy. <laughs> President Joe Biden. You I, know what I mean? Like same well, list. When you you host the stories behind the menu, which is an event that they do at Modern Wall, that's a ticketed dinner. Yes, and when. He spoke there, and I know Sean. Like we've had him on, we've had him on, we've lots met him. Of times. Like, He's just we've a dude. With him. He is just a dude, and a very nice dude, actually. Yeah. But at that particular dinner, I saw him for the first time as an advocate. Oh. And as someone that was a voice of something, because I'd always seen him as Sean first, Sean Chef. Yeah. And then I saw him as like the indigenous Sean who cooked this or wrote this magical book and then created this restaurant that was so unique. But that was the first time. But also it was like super compelling. Yeah. Like he, the way he talks about food, the way he thinks about food and the way that he gets you as the non it's not Native American person <clears throat> to think about food is really fascinating because it's a mission. It's not a yes. moment. It's a mission. Yeah. And it's like, that's where, and it's not even a moment. It's a movement. And that's why winning the best new restaurant in America isn't about like, Oh, I had soggy beans one time. That's not it. People like you have to think bigger. Like this is a bigger thing and people are going to look back and there's going to be, I mean, we're going to look back in 20 years and realize what a seminal thing. Owamni is. Yes. And, and, and I know that not everybody loves it. And I'll just say that, that that's sure. okay. It doesn't have to be a universal success for it to be important. And I think that there's, I've had people who want to like elbow into me, like, I didn't like it. I'm like, that's fine. That's yeah. not the point. Like the point is, is that there should be a, like, it's mind blowing that we have a million Chinese restaurants. We have a million Italian restaurants in this country and we have like one or two indigenous foods restaurant. Of and the food of the land. Of the, it's the original food. The original the food. food. Of like, the yeah. Land. And when you really like Zach connect Chiron. your brain to that. Yeah. So I think that there's something to say about that. This is, this is an honor that is amazing for him. And I'm hoping what he does with it is use it to now really, really like, like he said, it opens doors. I don't know if yeah. you saw our blog where he like had, he and, oh, I didn't. He and Dara had a chat about it. And okay, he was talking about that. how. Every, we'll link that on the show page. Yeah. Every invitation, every every or every award, every honor is an invitation <laughs> to more things and to open doors and to see things in a better, different way and to and to and to affect people, to talk to new media, to do this kind of stuff. So that to me is like like this is his mission to keep going. Go, go out. Get That's out of so Minnesota. Cool to have that clarity of purpose. I know. All right, you guys, we're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna come back. We're gonna hear about the van in Palm Springs. Um, we are going to chat about patios. We're going to fight with Harmony about the restaurants. Yeah, we, we're going to talk about patios because I want to know. I, I want to get a little bit deeper into what makes a great patio. Oh, so sure. we're going to not just tell you some good ones, but think about that. Then we've got the, a lot of great stuff coming up on the second hour. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. This is Weekly Ish on My Talk 107.1. 
When people think about personal trainers, they sometimes picture this guy. You know something, Jessica? When I'm done with you, you're going to have the largest arms this side of the continent. I don't want that. But when you join the YMCA, you'll get a free fitness assessment from a real certified personal trainer. So you can set realistic goals, learn what to do, and what not to do. I am your doctor, yeah. And the only thing I prescribe is pain. That's what not to do. And he's not a doctor. Learn more at ymcanorth.org. Welcome back to the Weekly Dish, friends. Woo-hoo. All right, so talk to us. About I just the, I, the reason I might have a fight with Harmony from <laughs> Harmony and Allie's show, The Shop Girls, yeah. coming up next after this show at eleven o'clock, mm-hmm. is because I made a statement that there is no good food in Palm Springs, or very little good food. There yes. is a few places. Yes. And Harmony was like, no, you just don't know. Like, there is good places. And, you know, there's a chance that I still don't. You can't eat everywhere. You can't, and you can't know. You can't eat everything. Hit a, yeah, you can't And I was only it. there for five days. But I will tell you two things. One is, when you're going to a place, if you, like, put on your Facebook story or your Instagram story, like, hey, I'm going to... I'll give you an example. I was going to Las Cruces, New Mexico. We literally got in the van in Palm Springs and we didn't know where we were going. We did not have a plan and we just started driving. And so I was like, oh, we're going to end up at Las Cruces, New Mexico. I know nothing about that place. Hey, anyone like have any good places to go? I don't know if this would happen to everybody because obviously I'm a food person. So food people follow me. But the recommendations I got like of where to go anywhere we were was pretty awesome. Yeah. So crowdsourcing your own socials is great. Yes. And I think that's because people follow you who you are like you and you're like them. And you know what I mean? Like that's why like it doesn't necessarily work to put it out like randomly, but it does in your own space. Yeah. And it felt like, Oh, okay. Like Julie says we should go here. And so that was fun as we were having the discovery along the way. I'm going to go back to Palm Springs though and just say like, yeah, Ooh, Mm. just not great just not great yeah like we went to a few more restaurants we went back to sherman's deli which is just like the old lincoln dell so not fancy not fussy i think it's just really fun i think a good jewish deli is amazing Mm -hmm. and it is amazing so go there also like when you say where to go everyone says farm in palm springs and they're not wrong farm is great it's a farm to table place been there once, had a good experience. They also own another restaurant called Taquila, which is also good. But I mean, when I say good, these are like as good as rest, like like St. Genevieve would be like the equivalent to farm or That's great. tequila would be like pajarito, maybe a little step above pajarito, but not like, you know, this groundbreaking, like you have all these fresh fruits and produce and uh, Tyler's in Palm Springs is a great old fashioned little say, uh, uh, hamburger shop. Yeah. And has great egg salad. And so, again, like had good experiences, but not great. Well, are you like, okay, this is confusing to me though, because you're like, you're saying St. Genevieve and Parito, which I think are great restaurants, but are you saying like you were looking for like the high end? Are you looking for like a spoon and stable no, thing? Or are you I'm looking, looking for-, for not even high end? No, not okay. high end. So you're saying like with even within the sort of like the casual, but like, correct. You just didn't, you weren't as satisfied. They're just like, okay. You weren't, you weren't wow. No. Okay. And I think when, and I'll, this is maybe my own bias. I think when we talk about like California or the coast. Are you expecting yes. more? Because you're on yes. A on vacation. B, it's a, co- it's like, yes. it's, it's, it's cause a, it's coastal. It's coastal. Yeah. Okay. Because you, yeah, totally. Now, 
Yes, it's. I'm expecting more because it's coastal. Yeah. Because you have all this abundance of ingredients. But Everything is no so fresh. No matter what you do with it, if you can't, you know what I mean. I know, like, exactly. And that's really funny. But I don't think that that makes us at a. You know, like it's almost like you're putting us lower because we're not coastal. Then that's sort of the implication that you expect higher from them because they have better ingredients. But I don't know if we're getting wildly. They have more access to it, but I don't know if we're like really getting wildly different ingredients. Are we? I'm not trying to say that at all. Okay. I am trying to say, if you are looking at food cities and you are, Palm Springs is a world-class city. They have a great museum. There's super amazing hikes. There's great shopping. Like it has a beautiful little downtown. Like it is a just great place to visit. But with all the people that go there, it has its own airport for this one little city. For all the people that go there and there's so much money and there's so much cool stuff, the food scene is really like, Eh. Gotcha. No, and gotcha. I stand by that. Okay. So that's why Harmony is going to be mad at me. Okay. Anyway, from there, we drove. Uh, New Mexico is very cool. There is a lot of cool towns, a lot of native lands, a lot of great hikes, um, a lot of chilies, and the hatch chilies are a big deal. And I had something that was so disgusting and amazing all at the same time. It was like a hatch chili stuffed with mozzarella cheese rolled in a pecan-crusted crust, fried within an inch of his life, and dipped in homemade ranch dressing. Done and done. I was done just like, done. where has this been my whole life? Uh, because Cheesy chili popper yeah. to like an nth degree. And the just hatch chilies have such a delicious flavor. Yeah. They're just like, they're, they're different than poblanos. They're kind of like a pepperoncini, but without the pickling. Like, it's hard to describe, yeah. but they have a distinct taste that's super delicious. Yeah. So that was super fun. Then we just kept driving and we ended up in, we went through Arizona. So we went to uh, Bisbee, Arizona, which is this cute little town that if you. <laughs> which is, I know it only from the most random like movie trivia thing. Oh. Like, no, it was like, whenever someone says that, I'm like, oh yeah, it's the name of the town that Kim Basinger was in, in that Mulholland Falls, I think that, or no, it was um, LA Confidential. Oh, wow. Like she was like. You from know, Bisbee? The, she was like the Veronica Lake lookalike, but then she was like, but I'm really from Bisbee. I'm just a girl from Bisbee, Arizona. Okay, that's hysterical. And that's like the thing in my head. It's a whole mining <laughs> town, and it has uh, become a cute little artsy town, but literally 10 steps outside of that town is this giant open pit mine where there's nothing for 20 really? miles around it. Wow. So if you want to know what mining looks like in a town like that, that has extracted all the copper from the earth... That's what it looks like. So that was fun. Um, then uh, Tucson. Then we ended up in Marfa, Texas, which is far west Texas, mm-hmm. where there is the Donald Judd Museum. And that was super interesting. A very cool little artist enclave Marfa is. And where the movie Giant was filmed with James Dean mm-hmm. um, and Rock Hudson and Elizabeth Taylor. It was just, yeah. Then we drove home. We went to Austin, Texas for two days and ate our faces off. There's more restaurants in Austin, Texas per capita than anywhere else. I am ex- I love the idea of Austin. I've yeah. been there in for Go ages. Go to Austin, you guys. Music, food, Keep barbecue. It was great. Awesome. That All was right. the band. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. This is the Weekly Dish on My Talk 107.1. As the diva da dee da ba. This is a great pick, Lexi. Thank you for that song. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, all right, you guys. We we are into patio season. It came with <laughs> like it's it such showed a up. Weird time. It showed up, and then it was like 
And now it's gone again, if I'm being honest, because it's pretty chilly out. Well, I don't know. Today's a nice reset. I can't go 90. I'm just, the weather report is, dang, I can't be at 90 degrees in April. Well, and I just have to, like, all you Minnesota people, which I include myself a part of, make my heart swell. Because all I heard the last couple days was everybody complaining about how we didn't get spring, how it's too hot. They don't really like the hot, like... It's just hilarious the well, amount of waiting we do for these moments. And then they come and we're like, but wait, we weren't ready. I know. We didn't have any like warm up to the warm up. No, I know. And we need like our 60s. I'm in it. I'm 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 like I my body just is not used to it. Like, I know. And Same. we go so extreme. Same. Like it, we're not like California or San Diego where it's like, ooh, it, ooh, it ooh. got to 60 today. Ooh, it got to 75. You know what I mean? It's like we had snow shovels. And now we're looking for deck chairs. Yes. So like I'm rooting around my closet looking for my flip flops for God's sake. Same. Sakes. And like the, when you look at your spring and then clothes you're like, really? And you're just like, Am I already? Oh, everything's ugly. Thank you. Did no. I wear this last year? Yeah, I know. So I I love I love a good ramp up. <laughs> yeah, I know. And you got some time. And also the lawn work and stuff. Well, and this is the thing: is a lot of people were not really prepared for patios, and so of course the patio love in public is like, "Let's get out. Let's where can we go eat? Where can we go dine on a patio?" And you're like, "Yeah, sea salt isn't even open." I know, and so and of course yesterday it did open. Did it? It did open yesterday. I heard the fifteenth, so I'm glad. Yeah, yeah, no, it opened yesterday. There were people in line. I got reports from people in line. Shoot, I would have gone if I know. No, you didn't because you had dinner with me. Oh, you're right. (laughs) You're right. You're right. You're right. But. So it was, uh, it was, you know, to me, it was like, all right, some people will be ready for patio, some won't. But this is a more of interesting thought process is like, what is it that you really want in a patio? Like, and I know there's different times and different things. Like, for instance, I was sitting at, so I met a friend at uh, Taberna Tacos, which I've never been to this place. It is not a place that I'm going to probably go to a lot. It's just like a, is you it know, in Minneapolis? It's in uptown, Nicolet? like Bidet, Makaskar, however we're going to say it. I'm always, you guys, I say it wrong. Bidet Makaska. Bidet Makaska. Bidet Makaska. And <laughs> it's going to be right over by the Crispin Green and what used to be the Calhoun Village, but now it's called the Greenway yes. Lakes Crossings. Yep. So nice it's patio. A nice little patio. And I think it's really great for people who walk around the lake. There's a lot of people in like. Clearly, the workout at the stretch yep. lab before, and they the Pilates, and like, and then they come and they eat on the patio, which I was like, okay, that's what the vibe is here. But it's also like, you know, chips and guac and yeah. stuff and whatever. And it's a good happy hour prices. But I was thinking about it as far as like, what was interesting to me is like, so it was hot. It was like, I think I was there on like a Tuesday or Wednesday, and it was like the sun was shining and it was like really hot. And uh, they had these slats in the canopy over that they just flicked, and all of a sudden, it was it like, was oh, yeah. So here's this question. Like, what makes it? Do you want sun, but potential sun? But then I also sat on a patio that is like, I really want some sun. So like, what is it for you? I want to know from you. What's your perfect patio situation? Flowers and greenery. And that's what you want. Like when I'm sitting at the WA Frost patio uh-huh. or I'm at Sea Salt just because you're in a park. Or um, I'm trying to think of like the Happy Gnomes patio is very green. Yeah, Six I like it out in like what yes, if, like if you're on lake or water, that's also Gorgeous. a little piece of that. I like that surrounding Black Forest Cafe's patio. Yeah, I like the surroundingness of the patio. So you want to feel like you are in a an oasis, separate space. Yep, like a whole constructed space. Yep. Okay, so it doesn't even matter to you if it's like. Like, uh, like if it's a sidewalk cafe, just yeah, and you you've got that? like four tables in front, 
it's fine. I'll sit there, but I don't consider that a patio. Oh, you don't? If, if Kurt says, hey, let's go sit on our patio today, that's not on my list. Okay. That's like great, convenient. It's a nice day out. I'm going to sit out here and eat my quick sandwich and have my cup of coffee. But like, for instance, last night we were at Pinoli in Uptown and they had tables along both sides of the thing. Not my favorite. That's just not your favorite, right? That's nope. not your perfect jam. But they also, do have a rooftop they're going to open at some point. That would be. Yes. Okay. And like Lake and Irving yeah. has like a little back patio. Right. That feels more patio-ish. Yeah. But also, like, in different cities, it's really fun to sit. Like, if I'm traveling, yeah. I like to sit on the sidewalk. Because you want to watch. watch things. Yeah. And that's also, like, if I'm having a cup of coffee or a drink, watching's good. If I'm having a meal, I want more of, like, the ambiance and the whole experience. But this is just my personal No, preference. I know. We're, that's what we're exploring. And if you guys want to call in, you know, in the Ask Stephanie portion of the show and talk about it with us, we're down for that. El Burrito Mercado has, like, a little oasis in the middle of the city where they've got their pots and yeah, their so plants. Yeah, so, like, the behind, like, the places that are, like, tucked away and behind. I like that. That's a really good vibe. I like, like kind of, Cafe like. Like Cafe Lercat. Yep. Oh, God. I think Another Cafe Lercat's beautiful patio is great. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And yep. then, um, and also, uh, what was the place? I was thinking, you know what's funny is like French Meadow in St. Paul has like a great little back patio. Yes, they do. You know? And, and it like, used to be, yes, they do have a really a nice little, little black thing. patio there. And in, in French Meadow in Minneapolis, on Loon Lake, there's is like, their, their sidewalk patio is like sort of legendary in the way that that works. I feel like that to me, even though it's kind of not the same, it feels like it works. And it's you know because who else has planters. A, it, well, planters make a big difference to yeah. me. Like mm-hmm. I noticed that. Also, Nong Bistro like mm. has this weird little patio behind the restaurant that's all fenced in. It's got greenery. It just feels. Oh, he's got and he's got a little bar back there. Yeah. So it no, that feels one is like a patio. Particularly good. Um. Uh, I believe that um, Red Wagon Pizza also has this really great, you know, little like cordoned off place. And they've got that big tree in the middle of it. That to me makes you feel like you're on somebody's like it could be on like your neighbor's deck almost. But like, so what's a patio to you? Like, well, I think I need the ability to have shade and sun, Mm -hmm. which is tough. That's a tough thing to, you know, have because I think that there's something to say about, um, like I know that like most of the time when we're sitting with friends, I'm always, I'm usually in the summertime the one who's like, no, I want the sun, give me the sun, and so. But then there's times when it's so hot, I just want to be able to adjust it if possible. Yeah, handsome hog has a good patio. Yeah, I know that's true. There's this, and there's this is the other thing. I don't mind when it's a thing that you can kind of like put together that they've obviously cobbled, but I also really love having it be its own identity. Like yep. having like, think of all the, the effort that we put into as Minnesotans, our basement bars, you know what I mean? Like think about like Marvel bar and like all the rest and all these down, you know, lower level spaces, Constantine, you know, everything that has its own personality. I like it when they make a patio. That's like that, that Broders. has its own thing. Yes. Broders. And if there's a bar in it that you can sit at the bar on the patio, best. Broders. Yeah. We love and that Terzo. Little. Yeah. Yeah, Terzo. Yeah. Cute. Just It's picnic table-y, but it feels like there's lights hanging and it feels like it's something. What is it that you don't like about a patio? Um, When there's um like dirty bus station right out there with the flies and the bees. Yeah. And that's a lot like you. That's where yeah. they're just leaving like a weird station out there. Yeah. Um, I don't love the, when it's not wiped down and that happens a lot outside. I don't like it when it feels like there's just a smattering of 
tables and chairs, chairs and, and it's yeah. like everything's getting getting moved and it looks like chaos to me it's like and that's a lot of brewery patios and i get that too because it's not like they're serving you at the patio that's just there for you to it's just seating you know that's the difference is there seating or is this a service space which is also why i like bauhaus bauhaus is great because it feels like it's a whole separate space prizes patio is a little want want to me yeah and uh, they, they have, have separate spaces, but of picnic tables and then and then the beer barrels. And I don't know. The QR code thing is kind of getting on my nerves. I'm OK with it. I know. I'm, I'm OK with it at breweries. It. I'm OK with it at, I know, you know, at some places, but I'm not. I'm Yeah. I don't want to have to do it in restaurants. Necessarily. Yeah. Um, what else? Um, I don't like it when there's like if it's too windy, like because your food gets cold. <laughs> So if they haven't done any wind blocking and they happen to be in a space that's a little bit aggressive, like maybe there's, you know, they're in like a parking lot that comes in. I don't mind being by a parking lot, but if it's like open to it and it just yep. comes in and all of a sudden you're like, you're holding your napkin yeah. down and you're trying to, and then your food gets cold. And so I like a windbreak, whether that's plants or whatever. I'm okay. I'm trying to think. Oh, the Monte Carlo patio is. Oh, forget about an it. An example Classic. of how to do a patio correctly. Classic. And really, the ambiance, the lights, you're not getting a lot of sun in there, and that's okay. And nothing that was there before. Right. So they intentionally developed, designed, created. Also, like the how and those that Dukes on Seven, like oh, they the have done the amazing space. patios. You guys with the slushies, Revival the patio dogs. in St. Louis Park. Yeah. Well, and that's even Revival. So I was sitting at Revival the other night, and it's like, what I love, too, is like, I was sitting at the bar across from the big open window. So I was inside, but it felt like yeah, I was outside. Yeah, Free House, also a great patio. Yes. Well, we're saying the same thing, I think. Yeah, I like, want it to be Like, we want open. an intentional space. Yeah, I think that's it. And I think that it's like thinking about when you're thinking about how you want to go out. It's also, where do you want to go? When the someone's Lexington like, what's roof? a great patio? And you're like, well, what do you want out of this? Right? Yeah, like, like do to you just want to outside. It's so different from what I would say if you want to go to the Lexington. Yep. You know what I mean? Like the girls and I went to the Lexington last summer and had a fantastic meal with martinis and like, and you know, it was just like great. But that's not the same thing that I would have wanted from a different patio. So yeah, I love that. Absolutely. This is great. All right, you guys. Well, we are into the Ask Stephanie portion of the show. So if you feel like you want to weigh in, give us your best patio. Tell us what your pet peeve is on a patio. 651-641-1071. All the lake patios. So did we even do like Cove, Six Smith, Maconda? Any of those. Yeah, yeah, any of those. But we can. We Lola's. absolutely can. All the lake. Yeah, and there's river patios too we should talk about. All right. Oh, yeah. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. <laughs> Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. We are in the Ask Stephanie portion of the show. So if you want to give us a call, 651-641. If you want to sound like Oprah. If you want to sound like a show. (laughs) 651-641-1071. We can answer your questions. I know we had a couple questions online. Do you remember there was a couple emails that I feel like I forgot to put on the grid? But Uh, you can find them. I'm looking. But while you're waiting, we do have Megan on the line who wants to talk about patio situation. What's up, Megan? Hi, Steph. Hi, how are you? Oh, is this Megan? Yes. Oh, it's my daughter, Megan, you guys. It's the Megan. It's the Megan. Oh, my God. <laughs> Baby you Mama Megan. You have never called into the show before. I know, because I, I, I never am in the car in the morning. So I, listen, but... <laughs> I know, that's horrible. That's pretty uh, awesome. No, I'm, I'm sitting in the Target parking lot waiting for my drive-up order. Which is and I was like how you spend <laughs> half your life. I'm not going to lie. You have two kids. No. Yeah. Yes. Okay, what's up? What you do. Oh, I was just calling to talk about patios. Oh, what's your favorite patio? Uh, W.A. Frost. Oh, you do love that one. I do, too. It's yeah. so the greenery I mean, there. It feels like yeah, you're in another feels universe. Like, yeah, you feel like you're in someone's backyard. Yeah. yeah. I like it. 
And the drinks, too. They do a really good job at that back bar that they have that's pretty substantial yeah. of, like, they have the bootlegger and they have, like, all kinds of unique springy drinks. Oh, my God. that's Okay, can I ask you? Okay, you and I took your dog, Winnie, to mm-hmm. the Stanley's parking lot. Oh, in Stanley, North yeah. Stanley's, Stanley's uh, patio. Have you taken Winnie to any other dog-friendly patios? Um, not, like, specific with a dog menu. Right. And did we like we, that? Do you like that as a dog owner? Uh, or do you not care? I I don't care. I like I like more. I like the fact that they have little mats and water dishes. That's okay. really like, let's the just big talk thing. about the mats for a second because I've been to a few patios in the last week and I'm noticing an obscene amount of dog dogs. Yeah, and then the lady or the man has the little dog pad that the dog is supposed to stay on and sit on. Yeah, and then they each have a water bowl. Like they are traveling with like a whole bag of crap for the dog just to sit on the patio. Well, yeah. Am I? Is this a thing? <laughs> I mean, there's places that do, it. and then so Stanley's is one that we went to that does it. Like they have the mats and the bowls there. But people are bringing mm-hmm. like their whole like backpack full of dog accessories, like it's a child. Well, <laughs> what do you want me to say? That Megan, do you yeah. have a dog pad? They, um, no, not that we bring with. Okay. I mean, if we're gonna bring Winnie, I like it to be a non-busy patio because she's just big. Yeah, she's huge. And, yeah, you know, you know. but definitely too. one with space. I, like, I couldn't bring her to, like, a little sidewalk patio like you guys were talking about. That's just yep. too hard. Okay, one other question for you, and then we're going to take another call. But tell me about, like, have you taken, like, have you gone on a patio with all the kids and done all the kids' things? Like, having to have everybody on the patio? Um, Not with both of them, but not last summer we took Lila up to the Lynn Lake patio on the roof. Right. Yeah. The brewery. Um, And that was great. Yeah. And they sea do salt. need more shade up there. There's sea no shade. salt is a dream you for need, small kids and, and you dogs. you need shade. You're right. You need shade for kids. And they can just yeah. run yeah. and they can't, like, everybody there is, like, yeah, but, watching everybody's but kids. But sea salt, the thing is you have to wait. You have to know that you're going to be, like, wait a long time yeah, before the kids get Yeah, but that's part of the fun. Like, you let the kids run around and one person stands in the line with the dog and the other person manages the kid wrangling. All right. All, All right, right, girl. Megan, Go have your, your fun order. day. Thanks for calling. Okay. That was fun. Yeah. That was fun. Bye. Bye. Notice how she said, I'm only ever in the car. Like, Megan, you can listen at home. You just tell your, hey, Alexa, <laughs> find the weekly dish on My Talk 1071. Oh my God. And I hope it just turned on at every house out there. I know. That's good. Hey, we have Cindy on the line. Cindy, you have a question? Yeah, I just, well, this probably isn't on your topic, but um, oh, all yeah, topics. I had a baking question. Oh, good. Let's do it. Okay, so um, I have a General Electric a small stove, uh, fairly new, and um, I, I can't quite get a handle on how hot the oven runs. So, for example, I was making um, banana bread, and um, I, I did the toothpick test, you know, stick the toothpick in, and it still looked like, um, like it wasn't ready. And then I come back in a couple minutes, and then the top of it is, is already kind of... Um, you know, starting to get black burn. Here's what so, you do. You go yeah, to your hardware store. You buy one of those oven thermometers. Yeah. Just the little the little metal ones. Yeah. And you turn your oven on and you put it in different corners of your oven. Oh. The two back corners and the two front. And you close okay. it up, say 30 seconds, open it, look at what it says in that particular space. Because you probably have hot spots. Yeah. Oh, okay. Is it possible the oven 
well, maybe it can be hotter and absolutely. Oh yep, yeah, for sure. And also, yeah. you have to consider like when a recipe says put the rack up or put the rack lower. Do pay attention uh-huh. to that because a lot of people think like it doesn't matter, but there is different. Oh yeah, absolutely. Space, you know, different. your oven will hold heat differently and in different spaces. Okay. Like I cooked oh. a blueberry French toast bake instead of a nine by thirteen. I used a five by ten because I liked the pan, but it cooked very differently. Oh, okay. All right. Good to know. Okay. Thank you very much. Okay. All right. Thanks, thanks. Cindy. All right. We also have. There's a couple uh, requests. Okay. Jamie says, when you mention these restaurants, can you please at least mention what area of town they are in? The North Loop, South St. Paul, etc. You can try. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's we a good idea. We can try. Yeah. Also, not to be a jerk, but. Google will tell you exactly where it is <laughs> yeah. by the address. Yeah, it's. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we can try to remember and, and do that kind of stuff. But a lot of times in conversation, it's just easier to sort of pause and come back and then Google what we said. And then that'll tell you all the magic. Um, wait, we have Jan. Oh, do you want to do another one? No, go okay. ahead. We have Janice on the line. Janice has a question about chicken soup. Ooh. Yeah. Hi. Hi. My favorite topic. <laughs> no, I've always been driving, and I know you had a whole thing about chicken soup a while ago, but I wasn't able to um, call. Sure. But um, and also, side note about patios. I love Psycho Susie's, yes. and I also like um, uh, Moscow on the Hill. Oh, I forgot mm-hmm. about Moscow. That, that is, is a, a perfect cute, little intentional spot. Yeah, and a Lovely. cute little tucked away thing. And Psycho Susie's mm-hmm. is great cozy. too. Cozy. Yep, cozy. I love that. Okay, Perfect. chicken soup. Uh, um, yeah, so I do not know. I've tried a lot of different things to try to get the little. I love a really good broth, so I throw it in the um, the slow cooker, you know, and then I um, put, but I put a whole carcass in there because I like the broth really chickeny, you know, really good. But then I have all those little bones, and I just am like, how, you know. Don't you strain it? I always it? end up with soup with the little tiny, tiny bones in there. Can you just strain it? This is strain chicken. Strain the broth? Yeah. Okay. I strain, but it's still the, do I take off the meat first? You know what I'm saying? It's like, cause then I still end up with the little bonies in there. Okay. So I don't, I make the broth as a separate procedure. Wait, are you roasting okay. your chicken first and then are you putting like a, are you? She's s- putting all the vegetables and the carcass and everything with the broth in the soup and then fishing mm, out the carcass. Wait. Yeah, kind of. But then I, I okay. So I, I put the, you know, the onion and the carrot and the celery in there. And then I, uh, I usually uh, with the water and the whole carcass and then cook it overnight. And then I take it out. I, I strain it and then I pull, try to pull out all the little bones and yeah, separate no. the chicken. Do your broth yeah. separately. Okay. So you make your broth, same process overnight. You can use your bouquet garni, whatever your veggies are, but then you're going to strain it and pick your meat and now you saute your vegetables and you okay. put those sauteed vegetables that haven't been cooked overnight because they're going to mush down yeah. nothing. Yeah. Put them yeah. back in your pot. Now you have your broth in your pot, your picked chicken in your pot, and that's your soup. And then put your noodles in. Okay. All right. I will try that. We are going to wrap up, you guys. We got to go. And, Thank you. But, Marsha, we're going to hang you on Yeah, hang line. on, Marsha, and we got a few more emails, too. We'll be right back.